This is the heart of the matter. Although sexual desire and arousal can be stimulated by all sorts of people and situations, your most passionate responses spring from the interaction of two competing forces. The attraction that pulls you toward the object of your desire, and then the obstacle. The erotic equation shows us why peak eroticism is rarely tidy, static, or predictable. It helps us grasp what we've always known. The erotic experience is shaped by the push-pull of opposing forces and is therefore energetic, interactive, and potentially dangerous. We are at our most excited when we are a little off balance. The idea that our most erotic moments are born of conflict is not new. Freud certainly recognized it. He believed that an external tension exists between the primitive id and the over-civilized superego. Freud brought a radical message to his Victorian contemporaries. Though you may do your best to suppress sexual urges in yourself or your children, they're not going to disappear. The erotic equation also describes that interplay of impulse and restriction. But I always thought that Freud had a pessimistic view of human nature, perhaps because of his life work chronicling the ravages of sexual repression. In any case, he concluded that even well-adjusted adults were doomed to frustration because the requirements of civilization must prevail over our unruly impulses. He didn't seem to realize that we humans want some restrictions to push against. We just don't want them to be so harsh that they choke off our sexuality entirely. Although each individual is unique, we all participate in the realities of human existence. These experiences, the universal ones, are most likely to find a place in our eroticism. That is why I have found four repeating cloud formations, if you will, that fascinate me so much. I have scribbled this list. One, longing and anticipation. Number two, violating prohibitions. Three, searching for power. And four, overcoming ambivalence. <laughs>